Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 6. I have seen another evil under the sun, and it weighs heavily on mankind. God gives some people wealth, possessions, and honor, so that they lack nothing their hearts desire. But God does not grant them the ability to enjoy them, and strangers enjoy them instead. This is meaningless, a grievous evil. A man may have a hundred children and live many years, yet, no matter how long he lives, if he cannot enjoy his prosperity and does not receive proper burial, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he. It comes without meaning. It departs in darkness, and in darkness its name is shrouded. Though it never saw the sun or knew anything, it has more rest than does man. Even if he lives a thousand years twice over but fails to enjoy his prosperity, do not all go to the same place? Everyone's toil is for their mouth, yet their appetite is never satisfied. What advantage have the wise over fools? What do the poor gain by knowing how to conduct themselves before others? Better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. This, too, is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Whatever exists has already been named, and what humanity is has been known. No one can contend with someone who is stronger. The more the words, the less the meaning. And how does that profit anyone? For who knows what is good for a person in life during the few and meaningless days they pass through like a shadow? Who can tell them what will happen under the sun after they're gone? So sarcasm again uh, kind of dominates Solomon's musings and observations. You can tell that the man was really deeply depressed, deeply uh, melancholy at the very least. He has a continuing concern for uh, his death, seemingly from the words that he chooses. He has a continuing concern about his his children and his offspring and his successors. And he's trying to decide what all of this attempt at acquiring wealth, acquiring knowledge, acquiring wisdom, he's trying to determine if any of it has any eternal um, merit. And ultimately, he's going to determine that these things are well and good, but without God, they don't have any eternal merit. And so he's um, he's really looking for the Lord. But this opens in verse 1 with the words of Solomon, I have seen another evil under the sun, and it weighs heavily on mankind. God gives some people wealth, possessions, and honor, so that they lack nothing that their hearts desire. But God does not grant them the ability to enjoy them. Now, I think Solomon's talking about himself. He has previously told us that he um, sought to experience everything that human beings desire, and he withheld nothing from himself. So he had wealth, possessions, and honor. He lacked nothing that his heart desired. But God had not granted him the ability to enjoy these things. Why? Because he wasn't seeking the Lord. He was seeking things. He was seeking outside Uh, gratification. 
in the New Testament context, he was seeking the pleasures of the old man, the old nature. He was not cultivating the new nature, the part of us, the inner man that um, loves God, experiences God, pursues God. And so his observation at the end of um, uh, verse 2 is, this is meaningless. Well, I have to agree. The acquisition of wealth, possessions, honor, and um, pleasure, hedonism, does not grant you anything of substance um, unless you have the blessing of the Lord for whatever it is you're pursuing. And so you can't enjoy um, your prosperity without God. Solomon comes to the conclusion, if you can't enjoy your prosperity without God, you'd be better off dead. I think that's a very silly conclusion for the wisest man who ever lived. But nonetheless, verse 3, a man may have a hundred children and live many years. Yet, no matter how long he lives, if he cannot enjoy his prosperity, and if he does not receive proper burial, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he. And so that is really a horrible position to say it's better off that you had never been born if you can't um, uh, enjoy your wealth. And if you don't receive a proper burial, I think that's um, a horrible thought, horrible observation. I totally disagree. But once again, he's looking for the meaning of life outside of God, which it cannot be found. Verse 7, everyone's toil is for their mouth, yet their appetite is never satisfied. What advantage have the wise over fools? What do the poor gain by knowing how to conduct themselves before others? And so once again, he's looking for wisdom. He's looking for decorum. He's looking for things that men value, but he's not looking at the things the Lord values. Verse 9 is a, a proverb, better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. In other words, um, better to be content with what you have than always seeing the the grass is greener on the other side, as some have said. And so this um, this roving of the appetite, his words, it does cause discontent. Another proverb, verse 11, the more the words, the less the meaning. And how does that profit anyone? In other words, the, the weight of your argument is not increased with more words. The more the words, the less the meaning. You know, people that talk too much diminish their own arguments. And this closes, sadly, with a cynical view, Solomon's cynical view of life. Verse 12, For who knows what is good for a person in life during the few and meaningless days they pass through like a shadow? Who can tell them what will happen under the sun after they're gone? Well, this this proverb ends there, but the Bible doesn't end there. And we know that uh, the Lord has a plan for each person's life. The Lord has allotted days for us, but not meaningless days. Our meaning is found in Him. Our purpose is found in Jesus. Our calling is to serve the Lord and know the Lord and navigate this life under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Friends, in those things, you'll find meaning. In those things, you'll find eternal substance. Solomon's cynical view of life is based on excluding the Lord from your life. For a Christ-centric life, life is good. It can be enjoyed. There are many wonderful things that the Lord has afforded for us here that we can enjoy. And so, Lord, may we be wise in an eternal sense and choose Jesus as our Lord and Savior. May we be focused on you, the God of the Bible, and your plan and purposes in your kingdom.
Lord, we thank you that there are good things in the earth, but the acquisition and pursuit of those things is not why we were born. Lord, we live to serve you. May we serve effectively and know you more intimately every day that we live. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.